0: If you've been around this podcast for a while, then you'll know that I talk a lot about content and growth strategies for content creators, influencers, and personal brands, which makes sense. That's what I am. That's who I work with most often. So I have a lot of experience in that personal brand and influencer area, but I often get questions from small business owners or makers who want to know the best strategies for growing on Instagram. When your face is not your business and when you're selling physical products, So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Keep on listening to learn my top three strategies for growing on Instagram as an e-commerce business. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club podcast is a workshop style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and that community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. Before we get into the rest of the episode, I want to give a shout out to the review of the week. The review of the week comes from Cha-Cha on Apple podcasts and Cha-Cha writes, I just love this podcast. Every episode is so useful and I love listening to every one of them, even if it's not that relevant to my situation, because Katie always says something that I feel like I needed to hear. She makes me feel so much more confident about my online strategy. Thank you so much, Katie. Katie. Well, thank you so much for leaving such a lovely review. If you want to have your review featured on the show and always feel free to include your Instagram handle in your review, I'd love to give you a shout out. Then make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and tap on Write a Review. Leave me a five-star rating if you don't mind and let me know what you think of the show. It really does help. One of my big goals for 2021 is to continue to grow this podcast. And one of the ways that you can help me with that is by leaving reviews. With podcasts, metrics are kind of different than regular social media. And one of the main ways that you can sort of measure a show's success is the ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts. So if you've listened to my show a few times and you haven't left a review yet, I would really appreciate your review and I might just read it on the show. With that being said, let's get into my top three strategies for growing on Instagram as an e-commerce business. The very first thing that we're going to start with when we are working on your Instagram profile for your online store, maybe it's an Etsy shop, maybe you've got a Shopify store, whatever it is, you want to start by optimizing your profile as a business, which means changing it from a personal account to a business account if you have not already done so. Now, the reason why I want to start with this is because I know so many people are concerned about the rumors around how business accounts are worse in the algorithm and that they're being punished by Instagram for not running paid ads and all this stuff. And I just want to let you know, from my own experience, I have never noticed a decrease in engagement or reach since I've been a business account. I changed to a business account when I had less than a thousand followers and I have been able to still grow to almost 18,000 followers now on Instagram. And I really don't think that being a business account has hindered that at all. A lot of people think that if you have a business account and then you boost a post, for example, run a paid ad on Instagram, that after that, you'll see really great reach and really great engagement with your paid posts, but then the rest of your regular organic content will suffer because somehow Instagram is trying to like swindle you into buying more paid ads. I totally get where that's coming from and why people have that concern, but I can tell you in my own experience That is never something that I've dealt with. I've even experimented with running paid ads on my Instagram way back in the day when I had about 1,000 or 2,000 followers, and I never experienced a dip in engagement since then. I'm still able to get really good engagement rates when it comes to comparing to industry standards even now. So this is just all to say that I really don't think you need to worry about switching over to a business account. I would highly, highly recommend it. I really don't think there is a big reason to stay with a personal account. I know lots of people think that there's these secret advantages, but trust me, it's worthwhile to switch. Here's just a couple more reasons why I think a business account is absolutely essential when you are actually running a business. For one, you get analytics. Honestly, this in itself is kind of a no-brainer like deal breaker about personal versus business accounts. You really need to be able to see your insights because you want to know how many shares are you getting, how many saves, what's your reach, what's your impressions, and you can't get that with a personal account. Now, another reason why I think business accounts are preferable is actually a reason why I would recommend business over creator even. And I get this question a lot. Should I do a creator or a business account? The reason why I use a business account is because it allows you to use scheduling platforms like Later. Now you definitely can use Later with a personal account or a creator account, but auto publishing is not available. For some reason, the way the Instagram API is set up, only business accounts are able to use third-party scheduling software for auto auto publishing. And to me, that is a huge convenience when it comes to posting single image or single video posts to my feed. When it comes to reels or IGTV, I still use later to give myself a notification, but I would recommend, especially if you've got a business account that you're planning to post to quite frequently, then you're going to want to be able to do auto publishing so that you can stay consistent. So that's one really big benefit of a business account over a creator account, because on creator accounts, you do still have access Access to analytics. Another benefit of business accounts that I believe is also associated with a creator account is just the contact info that you're able to enter in your bio. You can have a way for people to call you or email you, which is, you know, really fortunate if you're trying to do some kind of like customer support or even just sales over Instagram. And finally, I just feel like business accounts have a more professional look when you get to the profile and you can see that little subtitle underneath the username. It just, it gives you the sense like this is professional, this is a business that is worth trusting. So for all of those reasons, analytics probably being the most important one, I really, really wanna encourage you to just switch over to that business profile. Okay, hopefully you're convinced. I think we've talked about it enough now. We know that it is so important but I wanted to include that as step one because there are just so many people that still ask me about it. So number one, when it comes to optimizing your business on Instagram is actually start a business profile. Number two, write a bio that tells your audience right away if you are for them and communicates your brand message to them. This is so essential when it comes to converting potential followers into followers, and then also followers into customers. You want to be really, really clear about what you're offering and who your ideal customer is. A lot of people shy away from this because they get concerned that, you know, you might be making your marketing too narrow. You might be missing out on potential sales, but I can promise you getting really specific is always going to be beneficial because if you try to be too generic, nobody's going to connect with it. And you're not going to end up really making any sales, but if you can be really clear and talk directly to that person that you want to sell to, when they do come across your profile, they are going to be way more likely to actually click the follow button and maybe even browse through your shop and buy something. So let's talk about a couple strategies and some examples of how to write a really good bio. One strategy that a lot of people take, whether they're a personal brand or a regular business, is creating what's generally called a help statement. So what's included in a help statement is really what you do and who you do it for. I help blank do blank. So let's look at an example from a beauty brand that I am actually a huge fan of. One of my favorite red lipsticks is from them, and that's Cheekbone Beauty. So here is a really great help statement from their bio, and it reads, helping every indigenous youth see their enormous value in the world with sustainable lipstick. So that gives you a really clear picture of what their brand is doing. It tells you about their values and it allows the viewer to know if this is something that they're going to connect with. So right away you read this and you know, sustainability, like I love the environment. So this is something that I want to support. I love the idea of supporting indigenous youth. That's amazing. So this is a brand that aligns with my values and they also have awesome lipstick. So why not support them? So that is just an example of how you can make it really clear what your business is all about, who you're serving and what you offer. Here's another example from a brand that I get my shampoo and other (laughs) bath products from Lush. Everybody knows and loves Lush. Their Instagram bio says, we're creating a cosmetics revolution to save the planet very bold, very straightforward. This is sort of a variation on the help statement because it doesn't directly say, you know, like who we're helping or what we're doing or whatever, but it very, very quickly communicates the values and what they're offering, you know, cosmetics save the planet. So again, if you like sustainability, you like cosmetics, then you're going to connect with this right away. Another example that I wanted to share with you is actually from a business that a friend of mine runs. It's, it's local to where I live and it's called Rebel Goods Thrift and Vintage. I actually did an Instagram audit for their account a little while back. If you didn't know, me and my team offer Instagram audits, which is basically a personalized look at your account where we look at your bio, your highlights, your content, your photos, your captions, your hashtags, and give you recommendations on how you can improve. So if that's something that you think would be helpful, you can definitely check that out on my website at katiesteckley.com audit. But anyway, I love rebel goods. They have really awesome thrift and vintage pieces that they're marketing on their Instagram. And this is what their bio says curated for home and wardrobe by Rebecca and Cheryl shop now with a finger emoji pointing down hashtag KW local delivery or pickup rethinking the way we consume. Now this is another sort of take on the help statement that's doing it in a, in a less traditional way. And I, and I find it really effective. First of all, at the very beginning, we see curated for home and wardrobe. So right away, you know what you're getting. And it's also just in the text itself, you get a sense of how the businesses run and the quality that you're receiving, like curated is such a good word that really packs a punch here that you can tell these are hand-picked items that are going to be high quality and stylish and suit with my vibe. Like if I see their feed and I like how it looks, then I know that there's going to be good items here for me. And they're curated specifically by the owners. And that's a huge value. And then the for home and wardrobe part Right away, you know what kind of items those are going to be. So that's a very essential piece. Now, another piece that I really like about this that we didn't see in the two previous examples is a really great call to action. I love that shop now with the emojis, it stands out right away. Ultimately, when you're creating a page for your business, that's what you want your followers to do, right? That's what you want people who find you on Instagram to do. So I think it is very, very wise to include a direct call to action right away in the bio and even explain a little bit about how it works. So they've included hashtag KW, which stands for Kitchener Waterloo, and that's where they're located and then local delivery or pickup. So right away, you know how you're going to receive these items. And then finally, I love the last line as well. Rethinking the way we consume. Again, this communicates the values of the business. And if that's something that aligns with you, then you're gonna love that right away. Rethinking the way we consume it just feels like it connects to something that you're already also feeling. And and that alignment is going to cause people to be more likely to purchase. And now as I'm recording, I just realized all the examples I've used have been about sustainability and environmentalism. So (laughs) obviously that's a value to me personally. And so you can see why I connect with these brands and it's it's exemplified right away in their bio. So hopefully those few examples kind of gave you a sense of how you can start to craft your bio to give your potential followers and your existing followers, maybe potential customers, an idea of what your values are as a brand and what you have to offer. So that is the approach of doing a sort of help statement or a value statement in your bio. Another really great approach is using a bulleted list with, emojis. So this is a really great readable format that gives you a chance to insert your visual brand a little bit too into your bio. So what do I mean by the visual brand thing? Well, I think it's great to pick a set of emojis that are sort of your brand emojis. This is actually a tip that I learned from Natasha from shine with Natasha. I've interviewed her on the show before. And if you don't already follow her, you definitely should, because she has just a plethora of amazing advice about Instagram growth. And one of the tips that she shared on her feed a little while back was the idea of having a list of brand emojis, which are basically, you know, like five to six emojis that sort of represent your brand, whether they are your brand. Brand color, or they have some kind of like imagery that is associated with your brand. So like, for instance, whenever I see the yellow heart emoji or the sun emoji, that's going to remind me of Natasha because she uses them all the time in her content and they're associated with her brand. So it's a really good idea to think about what emojis can you use frequently that people will start to connect with your brand. So one example, like in, in the previous list, I was talking about rebel goods, thrift and vintage, and they use the little like growing plant emoji, which a lot of people use to associate with sustainability. So that's a really great way to kind of like connect yourself with, you know, the environment and whatever. And they also have a little basket emoji, which just feels like it suits with their whole vibe of the type of items that they curate and just the aesthetic of it. So that's one way to come up with your emojis like okay, what what sort of imagery do people connect with the values of mine, the aesthetic of my brand, or the colors of my brand. So yeah, come up with a list of brand emojis, and then you can use them in a bulleted list in your bio, and it just kind of ties your whole brand into it. So let's talk about another example of a bulleted list that really gives you a great sense of the business. So this comes from another friend of mine, Virginia, who's the owner of Acre75.ca, another business owner who's local to me. And her bio also includes a call to action, which I think is really effective. So I'll read it for you. The first line says, supporting Canada flag emoji, small town business, (laughs) obviously supporting Canadian small town businesses, Shop online or subscribe to our subscription box, Acre 75 Gathered, family-owned in Milverton, Ontario. So I love this list because again, I think it really directly communicates the values of the brand and exactly what the purpose of the business is supporting the Canadian small town businesses using the Canada flag is a great way to incorporate an associated emoji and also just get the idea across in a really succinct and effective way. And I also love that she's included a call to action shop online or subscribe to our subscription box. Like that's perfect. It gives the viewer two really great options of how they can get their hands on her products if they're interested in them. And then I also love that she's included the family owned piece because it just shows you that the brand ether those is connected to not only the products that they're selling, but also the ownership of the business. So that's just one example of how you can create a bulleted list that really gives your followers or potential followers a clear idea of who your business is and what you're providing. So to summarize, creating a bio that includes your values, Maybe your aesthetic to some degree, the voice of your brand is going to be a really effective way to convert potential followers into followers, and also to get anybody visiting your page to be more likely to become a customer. All right, to recap what we've gone over so far, and this is all a part of the first step, which is optimizing your profile as a business, which includes making it a business account, creating a bio that gives a real sense of your ethos and your brand as a business. And then the third piece that we're going to talk about in this first step of optimizing your business on Instagram is to set up Instagram shopping. Now, this can be a total game changer because the experience is all integrated, which makes users much more likely to make purchases. Now, the process is pretty straightforward. I'm gonna talk you through it on a very surface level during this episode, but just know that you can check out the actual Instagram business resource on this. There's an Instagram shopping setup guide that I'll include linked in the show notes. So we're going to go through it here now, but just know if you want more details, you can definitely check that out. So the first step when you want to open up a shop on Instagram is first of all, make sure that your account is eligible. I know that Instagram shopping is only available in like certain countries. So you're just going to want to double check that you are actually able to do it. I think Instagram also has like certain eligible products. And I think that really is quite an extensive list, but yeah, just double check those few logistical things. Like, are you in a country where you can use it? Make sure you figure out if you can can comply with their merchant agreement, commerce policies, those sort of things. And then you also are going to need to own a website domain that you are going to sell from. So you can't set up an Instagram shop and then, like not have another website, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have a website where you're selling items. So you should be good to go. The second step is going to be making sure that you have a business account. That's very important. We talked about that before. The third thing is making sure that business account is connected to a Facebook page. This is just part of the Instagram and, and Facebook logistics of how this all gets set up. So likely if you have a business Account on Instagram, you probably already have a Facebook page that it's connected to, but if not, just make sure that you're doing that. Now we're getting into the good stuff. The fourth step here is to upload a product catalog. So I believe Facebook Business Manager has kind of a catalog manager that you can do completely natively within Facebook, but another really great way to do it is to use your e commerce platform. So Most likely you're using something like Shopify and Shopify integrates directly with Instagram shopping. So it just makes it very easy and straightforward to do that. And then the fifth step here is going to be submitting your account for review. So once you have all this set up, you just have to make sure that Instagram verifies all of it. And then the sixth step to getting Instagram shopping enabled on your account is to actually just go into your settings and turn on the shopping features. So once you are actually approved as a shop, you are going to need to go into settings and just turn it on manually. And then finally, step seven, you can start tagging your products in your posts, which then people can tap on the photo and they'll see the tag as if you had tagged like another account and they'll be able to tap through and get the details and then actually start purchasing. And you can also put shopping stickers in your stories too, that has like a similar tagging effect. So that really quickly is an overview of how to get a shop set up on Instagram. And this is just a really great way to make your whole shopping experience a lot more integrated and straightforward for your customers. Once you have your profile optimized in all of these ways, you've got a really good bio, you've got your business account set up and you've got shopping set up. Now your profile is optimized to communicate your brand to new followers and make it easy for them to connect with you. So once we've got that groundwork laid, it's time to move on to your content strategy. And this is step number two in our three-step strategy, just to review step number one, optimizing your profile as a business. And step number two is creating a content strategy that centers your ideal customer, not your product. So this is a huge one. The first steps were really the foundation that we're starting with the non-negotiable quick actions that you can take to get your journey off on the right foot. But this next section that we're going to dive into is really where the important work starts. So first, what does it mean to center your ideal customer instead of your product? Well, in my experience doing Instagram marketing, a lot of new business owners think that their Instagram should be a huge billboard for their business. And they just sort of make posts about their products, talk about their sales, just kind of make it like a news bulletin. But that strategy is really not going to work, especially if you're trying to actually grow an audience. It's one thing if you already have a built-in audience of like hundreds of thousands, like big box stores tend to, but chances are you're not in that situation. And so you're going to have to work to actually grow a dedicated audience. And by just selling to them constantly, you're not going to be able to effectively do that. You need to create the kind of content that people want to follow and people don't really want to follow ads, right? So you got to make sure that your Instagram does not come across as just a collection of ads. You should share memes, relatable tweet graphics, funny gifs, cool videos, Maybe reshared TikToks or reshared reels or beautiful images of fashion, home goods, food, whatever it is that relates to your product. Resist the temptation to just post about your latest sales and new products and instead create content that your ideal customer would actually want to follow. So let's talk about a few strategies on how to start creating that content. First, you want to ask yourself who is the person that's going to be buying your products? What pop culture references do they get? Who do they follow on TikTok? What's their favorite nostalgic TV show? What are they binging on Netflix now? These are some really great questions to get you started on the path of figuring out your ideal customer or ideal follower profile. You want to figure out who they're already following and check out their content to see what posts are performing well. This is the kind of market research you need to do in order to produce effective content because, in order to get your customers' eyes on your products, you need to first gather them up all in one place in your following. And the way to do that is to create content that they would want to be following. Posts that I have seen perform well for brand accounts tend to be really shareable stuff like memes, GIFs with like a funny caption or funny commentary, tweets that make a really strong or funny statement, reels or TikToks that might show up in your ideal customers for you page, like TikToks that have been made by other people that you are resharing obviously with credit other things like aesthetic images that suit the vibe of your products and your ideal customer's preferences, and also just resharing others' content that, again, they might already be following. I think that it's really important, just as a note, about resharing others' content. I think it's fine to do that as long as you're crediting them. Like You really want to have Their tag, like at their username above that more button in the caption, you want to make it really, really obvious. And if you are using any kind of like graphic from them, make sure that you have their username like on the actual image. You really want to make sure that you are crediting the original creator of that content, but otherwise, I think it is totally fine to do that. It's great to give somebody else a shout out and. It's a way that you can make your content strategy more robust without having to put in countless hours into actually generating all this content yourself. And ultimately what I would suggest with this strategy is for every four of these pieces of content where you're sharing content that your ideal customer would love, you want to share one post promoting buying something. So really it's just like a four to one ratio. You want to, like I always say, serve, 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 and then sell. Bonus points if you can actually integrate these two kind of concepts, like make a meme or make a reel, but have it be about one of your products, that you'll probably find is going to be a lot more effective at actually driving sales than just a regular sort of promotional type post. But overall, it's just really important that you think about building out a content strategy that centers around your ideal customer and what content they want to see, rather than just around promoting your products. (music) I wanna check out your Instagram and give you the exact advice you need to grow. Sound like the second opinion you're looking for? I offer custom Instagram audits that address what you're doing well with content, captions, engagement, and more, and how you can improve. The audit includes a detailed and beautifully designed report card that dives into all the important aspects of your Instagram profile and how you can optimize them for growth. So if you want to, so if you want custom, expert advice on how to improve your Instagram presence, head over to katiesteckley.com slash audit to order yours today. I can't wait to check out your Instagram. And the third step for our three-part strategy to really grow your e-commerce business on Instagram is to create a personality for your brand, even if it's not your personality. Now, I know that might sound kind of strange, but there's an important distinction here. When you are building a presence for your business on Instagram, it doesn't have to be about you that's what a personal brand platform is all about. Like for myself on Instagram, obviously the personality that I share on Instagram is, you know, what mine is, right? That's just obviously gonna line up. But when your business is not about your face, you can create a personality for your brand that is like the ideal personality to connect with your ideal customer. So think about who is sort of like the best friend character in the story of your ideal customer and create that sort of personality for your brand. And I think that'll be a really effective way for you to start connecting with those customers. And also, honestly, I feel like it's a little bit easier to create that kind of content because when you are doing the personal brand thing and you're trying to figure out how to represent your brand online, like your brand, it's like you, it's such an existential question to try to figure out. But if you can develop a brand that is kind of outside of you as a person, It's going to be a much less emotionally draining process in my experience. So yeah, think about what that personality is going to be for your brand. Engaging with your community is going to be a big part of your growth. And so in order to do that, you need to kind of have a personality or a voice for your brand. So then you know how to talk to your customers. Especially as you grow, you won't likely be the only person to ever engage on behalf of the account Like for instance, if you hired me and my team, we sometimes do engagement for our clients to ensure that their account stays active and connecting with their community. And so you don't have to try to make this personality like you, you can make it whatever makes sense for your ideal customer. And then whoever is doing the engagement on behalf of your account can embrace that personality. So figure out how your brand talks, what emojis they use and what accounts they engage with. There are some huge companies out there that are already doing this kind of thing really well, like Netflix and Wendy's Sometimes I'm scrolling on my For You page and I see that Netflix has commented on someone's video. That's real engagement and that means a lot to the community. When somebody makes a TikTok about Bridgerton and then Netflix comments on it, it feels like real recognition. And so you can do the same thing for your community. Think about what kind of personality would connect most with your ideal customer and then create a bit of a profile around who that person is. It's kind of like personifying your brand. You could give her a name, age, hometown, whatever helps you and whoever you're working with to fully embody that personality when engaging with others. I feel like to personal brands or beginner small business owners, this can feel like really duplicitous or fake or whatever, but this is marketing baby. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, like people understand it is a business. People are not going to think you're a fraud just because you're using marketing principles in order to connect better with your community. So keep that in mind. I just know that sometimes when we're talking about like, make up a personality for your brand that, that can feel really like inauthentic, but it's not, it's, it's just a way of like figuring out how to market your business. And I think that if you create a personality that feels authentic to your values and to the people that you're trying to connect with, like, then it is authentic. It's not, it's not a weird thing to do. So that's just me trying to encourage you. If all of this sort of like marketing theory feels weird to you, just know it's not, it's fine. Just be true to yourself, be true to the people that you're trying to serve. Um, and that's all you got to worry about. So, those are sort of the three first steps that I would recommend going through to really optimize your business on Instagram. Just to recap, like I said, you want to optimize your profile as a business. We talked about a lot of strategies to do that, including setting up Instagram shopping, crafting a really good bio. The second piece is creating a content strategy that centers your ideal customer and not your product. And the third piece is to create a personality for your brand. The final little bonus tip that I want to leave you with is this, persistence just keep going and try not to get caught up in Instagram vanity metrics and instead focus on how this marketing is actually moving the needle in your business. We're talking sales, okay? Likes and comments and followers don't put food on the table, but sales do. So let me know if you want to hear more advice for this type of business in the future. I know, like I said, I talk a lot about personal brands on here, but yeah, let me know if this is the kind of business you run. And if you want more marketing tips about having a regular business or e-commerce business or whatever, cause I love to make more episodes. And if you want advice that is personalized for you on how to improve your Instagram, you can always check out my Instagram audit service. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com katie go to my channel and search Instagram hacks. And I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. And you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening. And as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams. And I'll catch you next week, creator club.